Hey there, Maker Jess here, and welcome to our fourth and final week of the Making It Pod course. If you haven't already, check out the last three weeks because every week of the course builds upon the last. This week is all about business management. I'm going to be talking about managing things like your focus, your time, your expectations, your business systems, and much more. So, I really want to thank you for joining in with me on the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if you want a downloadable that gives you all the action steps for these lessons so you can actually work your way through them, head on over to makingitpodcast.com. I'll be sending it to you uh, in a couple of days' time, well, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, And if you've missed out on it, it will be available afterwards as well. Today, we're going to get into management. Uh, Before I do get into that, I just want to give you a little bit of news. And that is that my flagship course setup shop is running again very soon, starting on October 14th. What is it? It's a 30-day course, but more than that, it's a system that will teach you everything you need to know to set up a stellar online shop to sell your handmade goods, whether you want to sell on Etsy, Shopify, or anywhere else. It doesn't matter what venue. Setup Shop will help you get it done and get it done right. Whether you're just starting out, whether you've uh, got a shop but you're not sure if you're doing it right, or if you've had a shop for a while and you would like to go through and kind of do a revamp uh, of it, then Setup Shop can help you with that. It's super affordable. Uh, I run it just twice a year and it's a live course, so you'll get a lesson a day via email for 30 days plus access to a private Facebook group and I run a couple of Facebook lives throughout the course that you can, you know, participate with and ask me questions and pick my brain about what's happening with your business. So don't miss out if you would really like to get your shop up and running. That is what this course is all about. Head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash setup shop to find out more. All right, let's get started with today's episode. Hey there, Thrivers. Welcome to week four, the final week of the Making It Pod course. Thank you so much for joining me again for this home stretch. This week is all about business management. And when I say business management, I don't necessarily mean just your business. I'm talking about management in a larger sense because a lot of our effectiveness in our business actually relies on us managing our life effectively. So we're going to be covering a whole bunch of those topics this week. We're going to be talking about managing your time, managing your focus, managing your energy, managing your business systems, managing your schedule, and all of those sorts of things. So I'm going to kick off with a quote from Gentry, one of our Thriver Circle members, and she says, I struggle with focusing on the different parts of my life. Today, for example, I spent the morning working on product design and development before taking my dad to a medical appointment. And then it was 4.30 in the afternoon by the time I had a chance to work on my bank contract work. It's hard for me to focus on one part of my world without thinking about the other parts. And this is exactly the sort of thing I'm talking about, that we all have numerous balls in the air that we have to juggle. And by working out better systems in our life and our business, we can streamline our work and make things a lot easier on ourselves. So today, I just want to talk to you about managing your expectations. So managing your expectations is an incredibly important part of this process. And we did touch on this uh, back in week one, if you'll remember, where I talked about, um, you know, reality. (laughs) So I'm going to revisit that a little bit today because it's kind of the groundwork of what we're doing this week. And that's talking about managing our, our life and our business systems. So, you know, have an idea about what you want out of your business. You know, it takes time to grow a business, as I'm sure you're clear on by now. So deciding what your goal is, is it full-time, part-time or a side hustle? And then be aware of how much time growing and running a business can take up and make sure you're not overextending yourself. Because as we know, when we do that, eventually we burn out and give up. And that's what we don't want to be doing. 
So being optimistic and realistic with our time and setting goals, which I'm going to be talking about in a future lesson this week, is really, really helpful to make sure that we have managed these expectations around the systems and the time management uh, stuff that comes up in our life. So I just want you to get that mindset in place that there is only so much time in the day. We all have the same 24 hours and it's impossible to fit something new in if we don't make space for it in our lives somehow. And it's impossible to make quick progress forward if we are basically faffing about a lot of the time and uh, losing focus. Uh, It's a really big problem, I think, especially in this day and age that we are so easily distracted by numerous things. And I'll talk about that in a future lesson. But I just want you to start this week with a clear idea of your expectations for how much time you're going to be spending on your business like realistically day to day each week how much time can you actually realistically set aside and then for the rest of the week when we talk about different time management strategies and system strategies you'll be able to think okay well these are the spaces the pockets of time I have in my life to work on my business how can I arrange these and spend my time most effectively within these pockets of time. So today I want you to, your action step is to write down where you want your business to be five years from now. Where do you envision envision that your life is going to be and your business is going to be in five years time? So yes, your business, but your lifestyle as well. What do you want it to look like? What do you want your day-to-day life to look like? Uh, that's a really important thing to think about because for example if you think well I want to have a full-time business what does that actually look like for the rest of your life what does that look like for your leisure time what does that look like for your vacation time what does that look like for your family and friend time and your personal time because you might not realize how much of your time it will absorb having a full-time business and that might not actually be what you want you might want more spare time you might want more family time and that might end up with you deciding to make it a part-time business or a side hustle so being aware of the sort of lifestyle you want to live and the sort of business you want to run and having a vision for that is incredibly important so you don't end up going in the wrong direction i've got a couple of uh, follow-up resources for you today so uh, episode 111 of the podcast handmade business is hard work In that episode, I really outline the realities, and I've done quite a bit of that in this course, but there's some other information in that podcast, the realities of how hard it is uh, to run a handmade business successfully. And episode 141, Grow Your Side Hustle with Chris Gillibo. Chris is a friend of mine, and he is an expert in running a side hustle. He has a podcast, a side hustle podcast, if you want to go listen to that as well, as well as numerous books, including one called Side Hustle. So uh, go have a listen to that. And he and I talk about why you might want a side hustle and why it's actually a really smart thing to do in the modern economy. All right. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll be back again tomorrow with the next episode in our week of business management. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye for today. Welcome to lesson 23 of the Making It Pod course. And today we're talking about managing your focus as part of business management. I've got a quote to start off from Paula Richardson of Kitbag Crafts, and she says, I struggle with my focus and energy levels. I can have a spurt of focus on marketing and write a good newsletter and get up to date with my receipts, etc. Then when I'm doing all that, I've not really been making anything, so I feel low about producing very little then I panic and switch to sewing and designing but let my marketing and social media slide I know I need consistency across all areas and I know all areas are vital for my business frustrating as I also feel exhausted and so need more sleep this is when external help is needed but paying to outsource at this point is too much money it's a catch-22 I think a lot of us can relate to this feeling Uh, you know where you're focusing on one part of your business another part falls by the wayside 
and vice versa. You know, that was something I can absolutely relate to, especially running two businesses. (laughs) There's always something that I feel like I should be doing better. Even to this day, you know, I'm certainly not perfect at any of these things. I'm a lot better than I used to be, but it's always a learning curve and it's always a development. So talking about focus, I listened to a really awesome episode of the TED Radio Hour podcast recently, which was titled Attention. I recommend you go listen to that. They talk a lot about how our attention has basically been hijacked by technology these days. You know, we've got these computers in our pockets that constantly ding at us and ask for our attention. Pro tip, if you haven't already turned off all your notifications, do that today. I turned off my notifications years ago, so it doesn't ding at me anymore. I never get any notifications on my mobile. I only, you know, I have to log in to the app to see notifications. And so I make that a part of my routine. You don't need to be constantly (laughs) um, notified by these apps. They're constantly distracting you from your work, from your focus. And it's a big, big, big problem. Especially if you want to do deep creative work, you need the space and time to do that properly. I, always, I often think to myself, you know, I started Ethereal 10 years ago and it basically came out of boredom because I, you know, I had my full-time job, which was great. But this was before the days of smartphones, really. I, yeah, I don't think I had a smartphone back then. I didn't have a Kindle back then, um, you know, and so I learned stuff and created stuff and that's where my business came from a hobby and I wonder you know if I'd had all of these devices and things that I have now 10 years ago would I have ever started my business you know my kindle if I'd had my kindle and access to amazon um you know unlimited kindle unlimited where I can read books constantly with no effort except a click of a button it's not like where I had to go to the library in the old days or go buy an actual book uh you know on on my phone on my tablet on my computer it's a whole world of constant distractions twitter facebook instagram email news sites it's endless so we have to carve out time distraction free time if we do want to push forward and make things happen And boredom is so important. Without boredom, we don't have creativity. And so without making that space to do nothing, we don't leave our brains open to daydreaming and thinking. And that's when these great uh, flashes of creativity and insight happen. So one quick tip I want to give you today, if you haven't already, do you have boredom time scheduled into your life do you have time where you are not doing anything else except letting your mind be free for me it's my morning walk Uh, I don't listen to anything in my on my afternoon walk I'll usually listen to a podcast or something but if I go for a walk in the mornings I don't listen to anything and the reason for that is because I want to allow my mind to wander some of my best ideas have come on my walks Actually, probably quite a lot of them (laughs) have come on my walks because that is the time where I'm allowing my brain freedom and I'm not distracting it by absorbing content or absorbing rubbish, let's be honest, a lot of the time when it's social media and stuff, stuff that really doesn't matter in the, the grand scheme of my life. It's just a distraction. So, you know, if you don't already have that space in your life, I highly, highly recommend that you make it, make it a habit, make it a ritual that you give yourself that space. Some of you might do things like meditate, but that's different. When you're meditating, uh, you're not allowing your brain to wander. You're still controlling it. You're still trying to concentrate on something. This is just, I mean, you know, let your brain be free in the shower, when you're walking, places and times like that where you can allow your brain to think a lot of us have you know great ideas before we fall asleep because we're it's one of the few times where we're not distracted by external stimuli so make that space things like turning off your notifications setting aside time to process your email and to interact with social media so it just doesn't become a you know constant obsessive habit because 
they can do that. They can totally take over your life. (laughs) I've totally been guilty of that in my life at times where I've just gotten totally sucked into a particular social media and any single time that I have a moment free, boom, I'm there. And I, when that happens and I become aware of it over time, I find it so exhausting. It really, it, it drains my energy. And so I need to be aware of that. And, you know, if you are, uh, extroverted and really social you might find it gives you energy and that's cool but just be aware of what impact it's having on your focus and your everyday life so you basically just want to be sure that you're not stuck on this treadmill of uh, reaction you know reacting when a notification comes in reacting when an email comes in reacting with uh, an automatic tap on an on an app when you have a moment spare but instead making sure you have that space and the time in your schedule to do proactive creative work without distractions as much as is possible. So another really good time is when sales are slow. So this might be in the beginning of your business or in the future of your business. That is a really good time to be doing this creative work and making creative things. You know, Often those of us who've been in business for a while will will find we have natural ebbs and flows in our sales. And the first few times that happens, it's really scary because you're like, oh my God, suddenly nobody's buying. What's happening? My business is a failure. But generally speaking, it's a natural ebb and flow. And it may be a sign even that you need to spend more time on your marketing and that side of your business. Maybe it's been neglected because you've been so busy making stuff. So it's all about finding that balance between the different elements of your business and we'll talk more about that in future lessons but for today let's just finish up on focus so i want your action step for today is to ask yourself what is the number one thing that distracts you from your work how can you eliminate or reduce this distraction So some of you, the distraction might be, you know, your kids or your family or your pet or whatever it might be. And then, you know, you can't eliminate those things, but you can minimize them. Things like having a room with a door you can close, uh, training your family that when you're in that room, it's work time and they can't come and bother you just like as if you are somewhere else working. Uh, Those sorts of things. You know, remember the old adage, you know, we, we teach people how to treat us nobody's going to give you that space you have to you have to ask for it you have to demand it in some in some cases and make space for that in your life and make sure that it's it's important because it is important it's something that's important to you that matters to you and it deserves to have space to allow it to happen so work out how to make that space if it's yourself distracting you and i kind of class technology in in this here you know if you're choosing Uh, to be distracted by technology or software or devices or whatever come up with systems that will reduce or eliminate that you know if you're working in your studio put your phone in the other room so you can't grab it don't put it right next to you where you can grab it all the time or see it flash Uh, you know if you're working at your computer make sure you've only got the one tab open so that you're not constantly switching between tabs and multitasking. I'm totally doing air quotes here, which is not actually multitasking. It's actually something called switch tasking, where you're moving between tasks very quickly and your brain finds it incredibly difficult to refocus on what it needs to be doing. So those are a couple of tips uh, for managing your focus today. I've got a couple of episodes of the podcast for you to check out. Episode 45, reactive versus proactive work. I'll go into a little bit more detail about that dichotomy. And episode 79, how to make the most of the slow times. So, you know, that, as I was saying, those times when your business or your sales might be slowing down, uh, talking about how you can refocus on the things that will make a positive difference moving forward in your business rather than getting stressed about it. Thank you so much. If you have any tips on this or any feedback on you know, managing your focus, I would love to hear it. Come on over. If you're in the Thriver Circle, come and share it with us. Otherwise, head on over to Instagram at Create and Thrive. Look for the post for this episode and share your thoughts. I'll be back again tomorrow with another lesson of the Making It podcast. Bye for today.
Hey Thrivers, welcome to lesson 24 of the Making It Pod course. I'm Jess and I'm here with you to talk to you today about managing your energy. So this week is all about business and life management. Yesterday we talked about managing your focus. So if you haven't already uh, listened to that lesson, do go and listen to that first. Uh, this week, every single lesson kind of builds upon the previous one. So make sure uh, as much as you can to listen to them in order. So managing your energy. This is so, so important. Because if you don't have energy, physical and mental energy, you won't be able to successfully manage your business or indeed your life. You really do need to take care of you first. Without energy, without physical energy, without mental energy, uh, every step forward in your business will be an absolute challenge. And by increasing your energy, you will find things so much easier. So let's talk a little bit about energy today. First of all, I want to ask you to consider what is it that saps your energy in your life? What are things in your life that actually, you know, take your energy away and make you feel deflated and defeated and tired? Everybody has their own challenges with this, whether it be chronic illness, um, you know, family or children or elderly parents to take care of, uh, stressful situations at work or in your social sphere. You know, we all have things that sap our mental and physical energy in different ways. But there are core uh, practices that we can enable in our lives that will help us to boost our energy levels. Uh, I'll share a few of those today briefly. Uh, One thing that I do that makes a huge difference for me is my morning routine. So I have a morning routine. Uh, If you want to know more about that, head on over to episode 16 of the podcast, How to Change Your Life by Changing Your Morning Routine, where I talk about this in detail. But these days, the most important part of that is what I call my morning movement. So I spend usually an hour to an hour and a half every morning moving my body in some way or another. Usually that's a combination of a walk, uh, some time on my elliptical and some yoga and stretching. And I find that that sets me up incredibly well to have a productive day. And if I skip my morning movement, oof, man, I can, I can feel the difference. You know, I'm, I'm more sluggish. My brain doesn't work as well. My energy levels are lower. So, you know, that's something that I've discovered in my life is really, really important for me to moderate my energy levels. Cause I'm one of those people who finds it really hard to wake up in the morning. You know, I'm not a morning person. Uh, I need to spend a good deal of time in bed after I wake up to become aware (laughs) of the world around me. Uh, I've always been amazed by those people who just wake up and jump out of bed. I've never, never been that person and never been able to do that. So, um, you know, I take, I have a slow morning and that's part of the lifestyle that I've designed for myself uh, is to have a slow morning. You know, I spend probably an hour in bed before I get up having a cup of tea and reading And then I'll get up and do my morning movement and then I'll have a shower and get dressed and all that, that, and that takes a couple of hours. And I'm, I have the luxury and the privilege due to my uh, business to spend that time. And I totally understand that not everybody has that time unless they want to get up super duper early. And some people choose to do that. Some people choose to get up really early in the morning so that they can have this morning time before other um, commitments and take over. So that morning time is incredibly important to me. Uh, Without that time, without that exercise, I just find my mental and my physical energy is much lower. So what is it that you do in your life to boost your energy? For me, exercise is a huge one. Uh, I know that exercising gives me energy rather than taking it away. And when I skip it, I feel a lot worse, both mentally and physically. Uh, I've talked about this book before, but I recommend you read a book called Spark. I think it's called The New Science of Exercise and the Mind. That might not be exactly right, but uh, it is a really, really good book. It goes into the science of how aerobic exercise impacts your brain and how powerful it is uh, and how much better your mind functions when you do exercise daily. So that's a big one, exercise. Uh, Sleep, obviously, I'm a 
huge sleeper. <laughs> I need like eight or nine hours sleep a night to function properly. So again, that's something I've designed into my life to make space for that time to sleep. Everybody's different, but science says that seven hours is pretty much the minimum that you can get and still everything still function properly because we need that time for our brains to basically clean themselves. That's what they do when they sleep. Uh, when we sleep, they our brains sort of go on a cleaning cycle, <laughs> sort of like a dishwasher going on overnight in there. And so sleep is very, very important to uh, proper mental functioning as well. Of course, diet does have an impact here. Uh, I gave up caffeine a long time ago now, and uh, I don't miss it. I don't get the slump in the afternoon I used to get when I had caffeine. So, you know, that works for me, may or may not work for you. Uh, things like excess sugar that makes our blood sugar go up and down and makes our energy levels fluctuate wildly. I'm sure you know all this stuff, so I'm not gonna go into detail, but, you know, removing those sort of excessive fluctuations in our energy levels due to diet can be really, really beneficial as well. And finally, briefly, relaxation. Do you have time and space in your life to truly relax? And by relax, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, sitting there and going on through Instagram or something. I mean, like complete proper relaxation where you're not doing anything. Time to do nothing, I think, is really, really important. And uh, even if it's five or ten minutes a day, just giving your body that chance to truly fully relax can revitalize you mentally and physically. Uh, now, there's an episode of the podcast, episode five, uh, sorry, episode 33, five techniques to reduce stress and relax. And I have a workshop in the Thriver Circle on this topic as well that goes into much more detail of what I've been talking about in this little lesson today but managing your energy so today your action step is what's ask yourself what's one step you can take tomorrow that will increase your energy levels what's one tweak that you can make to your daily routine that will increase your energy levels or moderate your energy levels maybe it's going for a walk in the morning maybe it's going to bed an hour earlier and getting more sleep whatever it's going to be whatever that looks like for you have a look and have a think of how you can uh, make one little change that will increase your energy levels because the better you feel the better your business will thrive all right that's it for today I'll be back again tomorrow with lesson 25 which is about managing your time Looking forward to chatting to you then and I'll be back again tomorrow. Bye for today. Hey there, Maker Jess here. Welcome to lesson 25 of the Making It podcast, Managing Your Time. So we've talked about managing your focus. We've talked about managing your energy. Today, we're talking about managing your time. So one thing that really can be a problem when it comes to managing your time is obviously you have commitments. You have things outside of yourself that you have committed to that take time away from your business. So whatever those things might be, the first thing you need to look at is look at your life realistically. And I know we did this a couple of days ago, sort of looking at the things you can perhaps minimize or eliminate. So now let's look at the time you actually have and how to effectively use that time. So one thing to remember is you can't, you can do everything, but you can't do everything at the same time. Now, this is a problem I see a lot of new and intermediate business owners falling into and some of us old folks as well is we have so many ideas. We always have more ideas. There's always things that we want to do, possibilities. And what happens a lot of the time is we end up in choice paralysis or analysis paralysis, whichever one you want to use, because we want to do everything now, but realize we can't. So we get overwhelmed and then we don't do anything at all. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? So this is the problem of not starting anything because there's too many things you want to do. So 
what do you do? Well, the thing that I always recommend is first of all, do a brain dump. So you use, you know, a notebook, a Trello, whatever the heck you want to use. It doesn't matter. Get all those ideas out of your head and have a place where you keep them. So somewhere that you put all of the ideas that crop up so you don't lose them. There's something we often do is we get, we freak out when we think we're going to forget an idea. So it's really important to capture it. And then your brain can just go, oh, okay, I can relax now. I've got it down. I'm not going to forget it. Let's move on to the next thing. So have some sort of system whereby you do capture those ideas. I use Trello. So that's Trello.com, T-R-E-L-L-O. And that's what I use to organize all of my ideas and thoughts to do with my business, because it's really really easy to manage it and organize it and move things around and realize that okay so here's all these ideas they've all come out of my head these are all the things I want to do with my business all the little jobs that I need to work on all the potential new creations I want to make all the potential things I want to learn the you know the blog post the podcast (laughs) whatever that I want to get back to later having a place to capture all of those things allows you to prioritize So once they're all in front of you, you can go, okay, what's my goal or what are my priorities? And by doing that, you can then allocate a ranking, basically a hierarchy of these ideas. So which one are you going to implement first? Which ones need to be done so that the other ones can get done? You'll probably find that it makes more sense to do, you know, one thing before you do another. So looking at it that way, and deciding which one goes where. So to do this and to kind of move this forward, I have a system I developed that's called the top three priorities system. If you're in the Thriver Circle, you have probably already heard of this and I have a whole bunch of uh, workshops and stuff on this system in there, that I, so I teach it to you. But basically, it's, um, it's a system whereby you create priorities at a whole bunch of different levels. So you might have three priorities for the year and then you break down each of those priorities into steps for the quarter perhaps and then you break down those things into even smaller steps so it's it's all about taking one big idea and then breaking it down and breaking it down and breaking it down until you get to actionable steps little tasks that you can actually do and on the day level that's what these priorities are going to be you might set three priorities for your day because any more than three tends to get a little bit overwhelming and you put them in a you know in a hierarchy and you work your way through them and then you move them you know if you don't get them done you move them to the next day and the next day etc so having some sort of system like this in place where you capture your ideas rank them in some sort of hierarchy or priority list and then break them down into the actual steps that you take to make these things happen Having that sort of system in place can really help you move forward because you will avoid analysis paralysis and you'll actually make some progress. So tomorrow uh, or the next few days, I'm going to be talking a little bit more detail about how to fit all of this into your actual schedule. So I won't be talking about that today. I want to give you some follow-up education. I've got a whole bunch of stuff here (laughs) for you today if you want to dive into this topic a little bit more. Uh, But first of all, your action step. I want you to think of what are your top three priorities for the next month? So this might be for August. What are your top three priorities for the next month? If you're joining me for CT Month in the Life at my Instagram challenge, it might be post once a day to Instagram or, you know, start taking photos now so I'm ready once the challenge starts. Uh, You might want to create and launch a new product. You might want to send an email uh, to your mailing list, whatever it might be, create three priorities that are going to move your business forward in the next month and write them down. Now, why do I talk about priorities rather than goals? Well, I use the, the idea and the term priority because it might not necessarily be a goal per se. It might be something that you're working towards that's not in a goal uh, framework but that is still really important. So that's why I use that terminology instead of what are my three goals or my three to-do lists. These are things that I'm prioritizing, I'm giving importance to and want to focus on, even though there might be other things also that I'm going to get done, of course, in that month. 
All right, so future, uh, future further resources. Episode 30 of the podcast, time management hacks you should try today. Go check that out. That's episode 30. Episode 108 of the podcast, stop trying to do everything at once. <laughs> That's 108. Episode 140 of the podcast, goal setting do's and don'ts for your business. That's episode 140, and that is a member-exclusive episode only avail- available to Thriver Circle members, by the way. And I've got two workshops in the Thriver Circle, the time, my Time Management for Creatives workshop, which kind of covers some of what I've talked about in the last few lessons in way more detail, and also my Top 3 Priorities workshop in the Thriver Circle, where I teach you the Top 3 Priorities planning method that works on the day level all the way up to the year and beyond level. All right, thank you so much for being with me for another lesson for our week on business management. I'll be back again tomorrow with another lesson of the Making It Pod course. Bye for now. Hey, drivers, Jess here. Welcome to lesson 26 of the Making It Pod course. Today, we're talking about how to manage your workflow and your business systems. So I have a quote here from Sally Ann Richards of Sally Ann Sews, and she says, in the early days, I struggled with seeing all the various things that aren't directly creating as work. So if I wasn't creating patterns, cutting out or sewing, I wasn't working. I'm better at that now, but it took a long time. And it's easy to forget that you need to be marketing constantly because the minute you stop marketing, your orders slow down. It has to be part of your daily and weekly routine. I think this is something really common. You know, we think of work and the work we get paid for as the making, the time we spend making our things. But that's only one small part, honestly, (laughs) small part of the whole process of running a business. There is a lot of stuff that goes on around that to make a business successful. So today I want you to think about the business systems, the workflow that you use and the systems that you use in your business. So what are some of the things that you could potentially systematize, streamline uh, and improve the workflow on in your business as it stands? So things like marketing, repeated tasks. If you post to Instagram on a regular basis, for example, is it something you can schedule ahead of time? Uh, order processing. So what's the process you use from the minute and you get an order to the minute it goes to the post? If you don't already, you know, if you haven't already thought about this, you have a system. You just haven't perhaps thought about it and, and made it streamlined uh, and simpler. And I have a, a podcast to direct you to shortly about that. Your email processing. Do you have a system or are you just kind of checking it all the time? and then not really doing anything about it. (laughs) So I use a system for this, like it's called Inbox Zero, and it makes things a whole lot easier because instead of checking your email all the time, it's more of a processing Uh, creation. So, you know, systematizing when you spend time in your creative space versus when you do administrative and marketing work. Your bookkeeping should be a system in place around that. I did an, a survey on my Instagram stories a week or two ago when we were in our money week. And I said, you know, how many of you uh, or do you have a, a system in place around your bookkeeping? And I was, I was shocked to see. I mean, I, I assumed that quite a lot of people wouldn't. But over 70%, I think it was like 73% said no, that they didn't have a system in place for their bookkeeping. If that's you... Make this one a priority (laughs) and get a system, a bookkeeping system set up. Uh, Go back to listen to that episode about and get a handle on your bookkeeping. The lesson on that. Uh, Content creation. So if you create content as part of your marketing strategy, blog posts, um, perhaps you, you know, content for Instagram. So photos for Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, whatever it might be, some sort of system around that. For example, for me, I do a podcast episode every week. Well, normally, obviously, for the pod course, I'm doing one every day, which is a whole different 
uh, ball game. But generally speaking, I do a podcast episode every week and I've done that for a couple of years. So it's become a system. I know every single week exactly what I have to do to get that podcast done and out the door. And you know, most of it is not the time I spend doing the podcast itself. If it's an interview, I've probably already recorded it previously. If it's a solo show, I've done my notes and then recorded it. But most of the work that goes into publishing a podcast is other stuff. You know, I have to edit it. I have to um, write a blog post. I have to create images. I have to schedule it up. Then I have to schedule to go out to social media. I have to send an email like I do every week. So I have to put all the content into the email and schedule that email. So there's a lot of other work that surrounds something like that. But because I do it every week, it's all become a system and I know exactly what I have to do and when. And I've made it as streamlined as possible. Market research and applications. If you are regularly uh, you know, applying to markets, You should have, for example, a folder of images that you can send along with your applications. You should have your bio somewhere. You should have answers to all the questions that they ask you every single time written in a document somewhere so you can just copy and paste them so you don't have to write them out every single time. Uh, Wholesale research and management. If you do a lot of wholesale, you should have documents in place. You should have systems in place so you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel and so on. So that's those are just a few examples of places in your business that you could uh, improve your workflow and create solid systems. Now, creating systems is really powerful, not only for yourself, because it means you have a step-by-step uh, path to follow and you don't have to keep thinking about it all the time, but it's also really useful if you're ever going to outsource, if you're going to bring somebody else on board to do part of your work for you. Because if you've created and documented a system, you can just teach it to that person and then they can do it the way that you're happy with it to be done, providing they're qualified, of course, to do the work. So that's a really another really powerful reason why creating these systems consciously, you have them already, they're just unconscious, but creating systems consciously can save you time and save you brain space and mental energy because if it's all written there for you or it's really clarified you don't have to think oh my god what do I do next you go I know exactly what I do next and you just go do it so your action step for today what is one business system you can clarify and improve upon over the next week You've probably already had one or more things come to mind, uh, systems that you can clarify and improve. I've got a couple of further resources for you. So episode 78 of the podcast, Behind the Seeds, Scenes of Ethereal Order Processing. In that episode, I go through in detail the exact order processing system that Nick and I, my husband and I have in place, because especially because there's two people involved in the process, you need to be really clear on who's responsible for what part of the system so that it doesn't fall apart. So I talk about that in that episode and am very detailed into exactly what our system is from beginning to end of an order. Uh, episode 109, the digital tools I use to run my business, 2017 edition. So I talk about a whole bunch of tools that can help you improve your workflow and save you time. Things like if this, then that. Uh, there's also episode 149, improve your handmade biz workflow with these awesome digital tools, more digital tools for you, a whole bunch of stuff there. Then there's uh, episode 146, set up good systems with Marina Dalo. That's an amazing interview with Marina. She's a systems expert. I'd highly recommend you go listen to that one. And then I've got a couple of workshops in the Thrivers Circle. There is a workshop on business planning. So it's a simple, non-scary business plan to help you get that sorted. And also a workshop on Inbox Zero that I mentioned earlier. What is it, how to do it, and how it will clear your inbox beautifully. Well, you will with the help of the system. (laughs) Uh, And I've been using it for years. It's awesome. I never have more than one page of emails in my inbox. So it works. All right. That'll be that for today. That was more of a... 
you know, it's an episode to get you thinking about systems because you're going to have your own systems. You're going to have the ways that you want to come up with them that work for you. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff there and, you know, especially the order processing podcast episode I talked about and the systems episode with Marina, where we go into much more detail about what systems are and how you can create your own. I'll be back again tomorrow. We're going to be talking about managing your schedule. So don't miss that lesson of the Making It Book course. Bye for today. Jess here. Welcome to lesson 27 of the Making It podcast. We're getting to the end of things. A few more lessons left. So today's lesson is about managing your schedule. We've talked about managing your focus, your energy, your time, your workflow and systems. And today it's the nitty gritty of the schedule. So the first thing I want you to think about is what would an ideal day like ideal day look like to you? And I don't mean some imaginary, I get to lie on the beach all day, (laughs) ideal day. I mean, in your real life, the life you have now and the life that you're working towards on a day-to-day basis, what would an ideal day look like? What time would you get up? What would you do first thing in the morning? What would you do during the day and the evening? What time would you go to bed? Think about that, you know, think about how your ideal day varies from the day that you're you're living at the moment and pinpoint areas where you could perhaps make a change or make an improvement so when you have that in mind you can start to organize things around that ideal so look at your time overall and When I'm saying look at your time, sure, I mean on a day level, but I also mean on a weekly, monthly, yearly level, because something that's really important to realize is you don't have to be working at the same pace all the time. For example, I take weekends off. I don't work on weekends, except very occasionally if there's something I'm launching or something that's happening that I have to work on a weekend, I don't work on weekends. So I have that. That is the rhythm of my week. I do five days of work and I have two days of rest. And I've experimented with different options in there. I've had four day weeks and sometimes I still do that if I'm not super busy. I've taken midweek breaks. We've experimented with not having the weekend on the weekend, but doing it elsewhere. But because most of our friends have regular jobs and if we want to see them, we have to take weekends off. That works for us. So think about those sort of systems and cycles and you know think about the cycles in your life and in your body that you could perhaps use to work by so if you are a woman of childbearing age you might like to work according to your menstrual cycle because you all we all know all women know that you have energy fluctuations throughout that cycle so instead of pushing against that and ignoring it why not work with it Why not say, okay, well, at this time of my cycle, I know that I've got heaps of energy. So that's when I should, you know, really dedicate time to more creative stuff or doing heaps more work or a new project. And at that time, I'm really tired and I'm in pain and I have low energy. So I should only schedule, you know, the absolute must do's. If that's not something that you experience, you might have other uh, cycles you can use, perhaps Um, you know I don't know the moon cycle not that you're connected with that in any way but it's an external cycle that you could use Uh, just the month the cycle of the month you know the beginning of the new month it's all exciting it's a good time to start new projects the end of the month is a good time to reflect same on a weekly basis using that weekly cycle you know using time at the end of the week to reflect on your week using time at the beginning to get excited and plan Uh, the seasons are another great one thinking on a larger scale winter maybe is not a time when you want to be (laughs) creating a whole bunch of new things Uh, or conversely maybe it is because it's cold and you're inside so you know it works whatever works for you Uh, think about those larger cycles in your life 
and in nature and in the rhythm you know if you've got um, if you're a teacher or you've got kids in school then you have to work around those cycles as well you know you're probably not going to do big new projects when your kids are on holidays whereas you probably want to do them when they're at school so there's heaps of different cycles in our lives that we can work with instead of fighting against them instead of pushing against them and feeling disappointed or frustrated because we can't you know keep up the same pace of work all the time just accept that they're a reality and work within those cycles as much as you possibly can another one that might happen is a what i call the creative cycle there'll be times where you just get a creative burst of energy but that never lasts forever and that's perfectly normal and then we have these lull periods where we seem to lose all motivation and we don't know what we're doing with our business or our life (laughs) and you know it can get really depressing and scary but that will pass as well it's a natural cycle thinking about all of those things let's now look at you know how do you currently do this how do you currently manage your schedule how do you manage your life and your work how do you keep track of appointments do you have white space in your day so what's white space well i'll give you an example in my week what i generally do is i um i have an app on my phone cal calendar app from google on my phone that's where i put in any appointment so if i've got a podcast interview to do if i've got a thriver circle chat or call if i've got something else coming up so an actual appointment where i have to be doing a certain thing at a certain time that goes in there and then at the beginning of each week i sit down and i have a I have a planner on my desk, a weekly, physical weekly planner, paper planner on my desk. And I transfer any appointments that are coming up that week to that planner and highlight them. So it's really easy to see when I have stuff that I have to be doing a certain thing, what time and when and where. And then I start scheduling in my jobs that I've assigned myself, the work I've assigned myself for that week. And I leave a lot of white space. So white space is time that you haven't actually scheduled something in. So if you're a sort of person who likes to kind of schedules yourself to the second and to the minute, um, you may find that you are always behind. You're never quite getting everything done that you think you're going to get done. And that leaves you with a sense of frustration because there will always be new things that crop up. You know, you might think, oh, yeah, I've scheduled my week perfectly, but then some emergency will happen or someone will want a big customer order or, you know, something will happen and that will throw your week out of balance. So White space is gaps, leaving gaps in your schedule so that you can have time to respond to these things that will arise. So I have what I usually do is I I put down any appointments on my planner and then I schedule maybe Monday to Wednesday. Like I put the jobs that I want to do Monday to Wednesday in. And I don't I don't schedule exact times like I don't say from 10 to 12, I'm going to do this. I just have a, you know, a list of, of tasks in a priority um, order and I work through them and I usually leave Thursday and Friday pretty open because I know that by the end of the week other stuff would have come up jobs would have taken longer than I thought they would have done and I then fit them in on those two days so that is a really helpful thing is having some white space in your schedule getting comfortable with this getting comfortable with how much you schedule yourself do you do certain work on certain days do you uh, do certain work at certain times of the day scheduling that in so that it works with your natural rhythm and cycles i talked in an earlier lesson about you know your daily cycle how i i don't get up early because i'm not a morning person (laughs) so i have a really slow start to the day i have a couple of hours of doing other things before i get to work so all of those sorts of things fitting in a schedule and that suits your life and your lifestyle and your personality as well Uh, like i'm i i'm not the sort of person who likes regular appointments So anything like a weekly, anything that I have to be doing, I find incredibly, I find incredibly stressful. (laughs) Like I really, I feel constrained by it. So one way I do that in my life is I don't go to or sign up for anything that is indefinite. So I, if I sign up for a course, it's got a short period of time. It's got a defined time limit. And that's how I manage that part of my particular quirk of my personality. So being aware of those sorts of things is really helpful as well. All right, so your action step for today is to institute a weekly review and use this time to also plan your following week. 
So if you don't already have a solid scheduling system in place, I recommend you experiment with new possibilities. So this doesn't have to be hard or it doesn't have to take a lot of time, but just setting aside this time once a week, maybe on a Sunday night, maybe even on a Monday morning or a Friday afternoon, sometime at the beginning or end of the week, whatever works for you. Just review the week you've had briefly, you know, see if there's any tasks you need to carry over to the following week. What went well, what didn't? Um, we do this in the Thriver Circle, I call it the Friday Review, and sort of people can share what, what's gone on with their week. And then also plan the following week. So this is where I'd go, okay, what are my appointments, schedule them in, what am I, what am I planning on doing next week, and being aware of that and scheduling them in. And you'll find that just that one little system, that one little scheduling, opportun- that one little opportunity to review your schedule, I know it makes me feel way more on top of things and much more calm about the week to come. A couple of follow-up resources for you. Episode 91 of the podcast, seven tips for work-at-home creatives. I get into more detail about some of this scheduling stuff. And episode 132, how to have an effective monthly planning day. Uh, This is a premium episode only available to Thriver Circle members. But this is another scheduling uh, tool I use, which is to have one day a month where I actually look at the future and look at what do I want to do next month what do I want to do in the next three months rather than never quite getting to that long-term thinking it's an opportunity to do long-term thinking and I personally usually go somewhere so I leave I work for I have a beautiful home office uh, but it helps me on this planning day to actually go somewhere else because it gets me out of my normal space and any perhaps you know, habits or distractions and allows me to do that deep thinking and and forward planning. So that's it for today. Uh, We're almost to the end of the course. I'll be back again tomorrow with our last official lesson of the course. So I'll talk to you then and bye for today. Hey there Thrivers, welcome to the final lesson of our last week of the course. Yes, tomorrow I will be back with a quick wrap-up episode, but today is the final proper lesson of the course, uh, episode 28, or lesson 28, Making It Business Management. So this week we've talked about all things management. Uh, I've discussed, you know, setting your expectations for the, the time you have and the time it will take to build your business. And then managing your focus and your energy and your time, your schedule, your workflow and your business systems around that. So really, I think the key message of this week is being realistic with the time you have and being, you know, being honest with yourself about how much time you have and how much energy you have to devote to your business with everything else that's going on in your life. And really, it comes down to managing yourself well. Uh, A lot of the discussion this week in the Thriver Circle, we've been talking about this and pretty much everybody's gone, yeah, it comes down to a failure of me managing myself in some way or another. It comes, you know, either I have too much time and I don't uh, use it effectively or I don't have enough time uh, and I don't use what I have effectively. (laughs) So we, you know, we really can be our own worst enemies when it comes to this. So working out systems that are appropriate for you, you know, I think there's a tendency for us to... uh, you know see what somebody else does or read a book and someone says this is the way I do it and therefore this is the way you should do it too and I don't think that's true I think everybody is going to have their own uh, preferences for how we are going to manage our time some people are early birds some people are night owls you know all of those differences you're not going to be a better person just because you get up early. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter when you get up. What matters is how you you use the time that you have. And that's something I had to get over myself, you know, because I've never been an early riser and there's all that productivity, you get up super early. Now, you know, if you have to do that because you have commitments, then sure, that might be what you have to do. But don't think that that's somehow better than working late in the evening if that works for you or carving out time during the day. So really managing yourself, working out your own uh, natural tendencies, and instead of fighting them, embrace them and work with them, whatever that looks like 
to you. You know, some people like to do paper planning in a journal. Some people love to use an app. Whatever works, figure out what works for you and own it and go with it. I think that's the most important takeaway uh, from this week of management. And do you, you know, do do your research. Read what other people do. Listen to what other people do. You know, listen to podcasts, read blogs, read books. Uh, That's how you're going to discover new possibilities and new ways of managing things and new uh, apps and new philosophies around this. You know, I've obviously done a lot of this myself and over the years have discovered what works best for me. And through experimentation, you know, trying this thing, is it right? Yes, no. Throwing it out, it's not, and trying something new until you get to the point where you have that balance. And another thing, you know, for me, I know some people really love to be working and busy all the time. I'm not one of those people. I like my downtime. I like my relaxing time where I'm laying around reading a book and not doing anything productive. And I used to feel guilty about that. I'm like, I was somehow bad and, uh, you know, I'm wasting my life. But I look at my life and go, well, okay, that's just part of it. I spend plenty of time doing something productive, something like putting together this pod course for people. Uh, You don't have to be super productive all the time if that's not what you want to do. So, yeah, find out what works for you and your personality and your temperament and your preferences and work with it. And, of course, most importantly, deciding what's most important (laughs) so decide what is the most important uh, aspects of your business and make sure to focus on them first don't get distracted by the shiny things you know shiny object syndrome uh, new and exciting when you haven't got the fundamentals worked out stick to the fundamentals get them sorted out and once you have you'll find everything flows that much smoother So your action step for today is to figure out what's the number one thing you need to work on so that your business runs more smoothly. I'm sure something has come up this week, but just pick the one thing, one thing that's really standing out as something that's a roadblock in your way that you can clear and work on that over the next week or month or year, whatever time frame you need to get it sorted out. Don't again, don't get distracted by all of the things because, you know, there are always so many things we could improve and so many tweaks we could make. But look for the fundamentals, look for the basic fundamental things that are core to your business and make sure you pick one of those things that you can alter or enhance to make your business run more smoothly. As a follow up to this, I've got an episode for you to listen to. It's episode 25. And it's 25 essential tips for running a handmade business. I also have that available as a downloadable if you're a subscriber to the Grand Thrive email updates, which if you go over to makingitpodcast.com, put your email in there, you'll get access to um, my handmade biz toolkit, which has a whole bunch of ebooks and downloadables that are free to subscribers. Hey there, Thrive Jess here. Welcome to the very last lesson of the Making It Pod course. Today is our wrap-up episode, and I'm going to just be briefly reviewing what we've learnt and talking about a few fun things that are coming up. So throughout this course, obviously, uh, we've talked about four aspects of making it in business, mindset, money, marketing, and business management. And I've gone through a whole range of issues in each one of those modules. I would love you just to cast your mind back through the last four weeks of lessons. Let's start with mindset. What was your biggest aha moment or takeaway from our week on mindset? I would love it for you to actually write this stuff down. So if you aren't already doing this, if you haven't already been writing it down, I highly recommend you pause this and go get something to write on and actually think about this, pause it between each one of these sections and write down an answer because by reflecting, hopefully you'll bring back the things that you most want to focus on. So number one is mindset. What has been your biggest takeaway or the biggest revelation you had uh, when it comes to mindset in your business? Next, we have, of course, money. And I know this is a big week for a lot of people. We talked about, you know, your money story, how you're managing your money. I know that a lot of people are not (laughs) 
managing their money uh, well. I've got a lot of feedback on that. A lot of people don't have a bookkeeping system in place, for example. So what is your takeaway from this week? What's the one thing that you need to focus on and work on when it comes to money? Now let's talk marketing. This was probably the most, uh, the longest week. I had the lessons were the longest because I had so much to cover. And we talked about a lot of aspects of marketing, starting with what is marketing? You know, how to tell your story, your visual branding and storytelling, SEO, your mailing list. And then of course, at the end, social media as well. So again, what stood out to you as the one thing you really want to focus on and work on going forward with your marketing? And finally, business management, which we've just wrapped up our week of business management. Um, We talked about managing your time and your energy and your schedule and all sorts of different workflows and systems that you can put in place. And I gave you a whole bunch of follow-up resources, which I understand you may not have had a chance to get to yet, but I hope you did. Uh, So when it comes to management... What is the number one roadblock, the thing that, you know, is getting in your way that you can remove to ensure that you are managing your business that much more effectively? And there we have it. That is the Making It Pod course. I've absolutely loved bringing this course to you. I hope you've loved it and found it useful as well. If you have, it would mean the world to me if you would take a moment or two to leave a rating and a review for the podcast or the podcast over on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, alternatively, come on over to the Create and Thrive Facebook page. So that's facebook.com and just search Create and Thrive and leave a review there. I would love, love, love to hear your feedback uh, on the course and on the podcast in general. And it will really help other people to find this as well. So that would mean a lot to me if you would just take a moment to do that. Uh, And if you haven't, of course, already subscribed, make sure you've hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the future episodes of the Grant Thrive podcast. Thank you so much for listening and learning with me over the past month. It's been an honor to be here helping you out with your business journey. I'm Jess Van Den and I hope I'll see you again next time for the Create and Thrive podcast. Goodbye for now. And there we have it. The course is over but of course it is here for you if you want to go back through it and listen through it and work through it you can do that anytime you like the episodes will be available on the podcast feed or of course you can go over to createandthrive.com and just search for hashtag making it podcast and all of the lessons uh, will be there for you as well remember to check out setup shop if you really want to start overhaul uh or kind of brush up your handmade shop online, then Setup Shop can help you. It is a system that you can not only use once, but go back to and use over and over again. A lot of my students from years past tell me that they actually go back and reference Setup Shop on a regular basis whenever they're working on improving their shop because it has all of the components you need and it just outlines everything really clearly and sequentially that you need to work on to get your shop set up and running smoothly. So head over to createandthrive.com forward slash setup shop to find out all the details of the course. It will be starting on October 14th. So I would love to get to know you and help you get your shop up and running. I'll be back again next week with another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my show and I really do hope it helps you. If it has, please do share it in your Instagram stories, in a Facebook group, wherever you talk to other makers. When you see them at the markets, let them know about the podcast uh, so that they can come and learn as well. I'll be back again soon and bye for now.